coming to you direct from the heart of New York City all the way to wherever you are. You're listening to the VIP Jazz Wall Report. Audrey Hepburn once said, The beauty of a woman must be seen from in her eyes because that's the doorway to her heart, the place where love resides. And on today's show, we get into the hearts and minds of those who truly are recognized for their beauty in more ways than one. The main theme of this show will be if beauty among the human race is more than just having a pretty face. And to match up to my beauty, my team sent me not one, not two, but three beautiful women in order to make things fair and balanced. And that's how I roll on this show. My first guest is Paula Shugart, and she's president of the Miss Universe organization. She has too many responsibilities than we have time to mention, but rest assured that she controls everything that's part of the organization, and she's here to control me and make sure that I behave myself in the presence of beauty. Welcome to the show, Paula. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Well, a lot of sunshine is going to be on this show, so I hope you brought some sunblock. Oh, that's good. <laughs> oh, my second guest is Nia Sanchez, who is Miss USA. And Nia is the first title holder to represent Nevada. Nia holds a fourth degree black belt in Taekwondo. And I hold a few in my closet as well, except that mine are made from super fine Napa leather. Nia and my wife share similar qualities in that they can both kick my behind if I get out of line. Welcome to the show, Nia. Hello, thank you so much for having me. Well, congratulations on that Miss USA award. Thank you so much. And my third guest is Kaylee Graham, and she's presently Miss Teen from South Carolina with a GPA greater than 5.0. With brains and beauty all in one young soul, it makes you question if there is a God. Welcome to the show, Kaylee. <laughs> thank you for having me. Well, Paula, let's get started. I'm a little upset with Donald Trump because you know what? Why is there no Mr. USA or Mr. Teen? <laughs> well, you're going to have to take that up with him directly. You know, I know I have my hands full over here, but I wouldn't mind it. Yeah, I think so, because I'd love to get on stage, wear a Speedo, walk down the catwalk, and talk about <laughs> world peace with a black tie. You know, you can still do that. We'll be happy to have you. <laughs> yes, but then I'd have the risk of falling from my ego and landing on my IQ. <laughs> Which is a big fall. You know, right off the press, uh, there's an issue in Japan that, you know, about this Miss Universe thing in Japan. Uh, instead of celebrating her crown, she's sort of finding the need to defend it only because she's the daughter of a Japanese woman and an African-American man from the United yes. States. Uh, what, what, how do you handle this? What's going on? What? I mean... You know, we've actually, it's my uh, my uh, email lit up this morning. We've had uh, requests from all around the world, and it's true. I mean, it's it's a very, very big deal in Japan right now. And, mm. and you know, I, people ask if pageants are relevant. It's the fact that this is a big question, and, and they want to talk to her on a lot of the shows here. But uh, uh, Japan, Japan is a, a, a homogenous society, and, and it's a very big debate. So I think it's actually a very good conversation to have. So uh, it's, uh, it's going to play out over the next couple of weeks, I'm sure. But then isn't it reflecting a reflection of in, uh, sort of a some insensitivity to diversity? Well, I, I think it's, uh, it, it probably is a reflection of uh, the Japanese culture as it currently exists, but I think I just read this morning that uh, there are 20,000 uh, biracial children born every year in Japan, so mm. It's and it's nothing that's ever really been talked about before. So I think it's great. I think it'll be really nice to have a, a biracial contestant from Japan. Can you imagine if that happened here? Well, it, it 
if we're having a biracial contestant? Yeah. Oh, we've had several Miss USA's that are biracial. Me. <laughs> Nia. No, but I mean, you know, they're objecting to it, so I just thought it was very, very weird. Oh, it'd be strange to object. Here, it's not a, it wouldn't be a big deal at all. And that's what's so great about the organization. I think we celebrate cultures all around the world, and mm. everybody comes together. And I think that's what we're, we're starting a conversation. We're a catalyst for a conversation in Japan. And I know what I do know is it will probably never be the same there as a result. Now, the Miss Universe organization, um, how popular is it? How many countries watch this whole thing? Uh, it's actually huge, um, and that was something I realized when I first came here 15, 16 years ago. Um, it, we're seen in 190 countries. Wow. Uh, we are the number one show consistently in, in most of uh, Latin America and parts of, uh, of Asia. Uh, the Philippines completely shuts down when our show was on. It's by far the number one show. I used to live there, so I remember. It was like... Oh. Then you know. You know the fever. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. But it seems to have faded in the U.S., is that right? Um, I think everything. I think um, uh, it's. we definitely have our place here, but I think uh, obviously we've gone from once having three big networks to having hundreds of channels. So I think having it, it's, it's a different structure. I think we've been able to adjust. Mm. Um, we're, we're great, as, as I think both Kaylee and Nia will attest, we're, we're great with social media. And so we are able to uh, relate to, to the younger audience. But it's just a different structure than when we started 63 years ago. Now, across the world, what's the ideal, what's the typical, rather, demographic that watches the whole Miss Universe pageant? Um, well, it depends on the culture. I would say uh, we are a show for women, primarily, which I think a lot of people are surprised to hear. Yeah, I'm very surprised. Yeah. In the U.S., especially, we have, I know, or I think we have probably... Uh, 65% of our viewers, 65 to 70, are women, and we're actually still family viewing, and our company is actually run by women, so <laughs> I think we have maybe, out of 26 employees, we have four men, so it's actually, uh, it, it's, it really is, we play two women, and we're all about women. But then, I mean, when you, when you do get criticism, and I'm sure you do, uh, predominantly, is it men or women that criticize? Uh, you know, it's um, the, I, I've talked to both groups, but I would say probably women sometimes that are not familiar with the pageant uh, at all would be uh, would be the ones that are, are concerned. Are we are we helping women? Are we um, are we moving women forward? I think that's one of the big discussions. I don't, uh, you know, we're not everything to all people. So, but uh, um, uh, so, but I would say it's probably even when I have criticism. What's the worst criticism you've received, and how'd you handle it? Um, gosh, <laughs> that's a really good question. Um, I honestly, I do think um, people, and I came into this as an outsider, so I'd never competed in pageants, and I came as a television producer, so uh, I wasn't a hundred percent sure what the pageants were about. And then when I got in, and, and people said, "Oh, well." Uh, uh, I, someone accused me that all of the women that compete in the pageant, it's cookie cutter, it's all the same, we don't encourage anybody to be an individual. Mm -hmm. And I handled it just by, by speaking the truth. They were wrong. They're absolutely wrong. You, uh, uh, every single woman is different that comes in here. Every year our title holder is different. And they're, they're phenomenal. But then, how do you, what's been the, the most individual case you've seen that has actually succeeded? 
that it succeeded as far as what we've in, the, in terms of the participants who've, who've come in? You know, everyone is different. I love mm. the fact that we have, I mean, obviously, as you know, Kaylee is the number one student in the number one school in South Carolina. That's a great message to get out there right. for Nia. Nia has overcome a lot of things, and here she is at the fourth degree black belt. I always say that she can kill you with her smile or her hands. It's nice. <laughs> um, but um, but I, honest, I had, um, there have been some phenomenal women that have come through, and then we had a title holder that I was, uh, that. I think it's very famous that she went that we actually sent her to rehab years ago um, and uh, she and I did not get along in the beginning and now she is one of the greatest advocates out there she has been completely uh, sober for since her reign in 2007 and and she has been an advocate she's helping people so I think that tells a good story too what made you as a woman and, and as a uh, ambitious executive, take on this project of this whole Miss Universe organization? Uh, you know, I first came into it and in, in coming in as an outsider, mm. and I, I'm a very big advocate for women moving forward. You know, people don't remember uh, things that in the 70s, uh, the glass ceiling has consistently gets better and better. So I want to make sure everyone knows, the young women of today know where we came from mm. and that they can, where they're going. I didn't go into a career in news because I didn't think it was going to be good for, I thought it would be impossible uh, for a woman to succeed there. And I really wish I had pursued it now. And I see we have 4,000 women that come through the pageant on the state system every year. And if they know they can accomplish anything, that I can't think of anything better I'd want to be involved with. And so I love it. So how does Miss Universe, how does your organization view beauty? I mean, obviously you get the judges and things like that, and, and, and they're given certain parameters. What are their parameters when they look at, what are they judging? Well, I mean, obviously we've had people of all all ethnicities, um, we've had all, there's no height requirement, none of that. I don't care, hair color, race, creed. Uh, anything. It's really about that confidence. I, I, our, our tagline is, is confidently beautiful. Mm -hmm. It's not, you can have a beautiful face, but you can have a real problem. You, not everyone can handle this job. I mean, it, uh, I, I know you know what it entails and moving overnight to a new home in New York, but if, you, if you're just a beautiful face, you may be able to have a great career in modeling, but you're not going to be able to make it as a Miss Universe or a Miss USA or Miss Teen. You've got to have enough to back it up. What's your tagline, then? Confidently beautiful. Shouldn't it be, then, beautifully confident? <laughs> <laughs> well, we can argue over that, but I'm very, I'm very I would not argue with I you. Have, I'm confident in what we have. <laughs> good, good. You know, you, you sound like you've got the genes of John Donald Trump going through your veins. <laughs> so you, I think you hang around him long enough, you start to talk like him. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, how do you select the judges? Um, it's a, a variety. It's a very big process. Obviously, we actually have two panels. So we have a lot of people from business and the, uh, fashion, entertainment, uh, and some of our charitable alliances that are in the preliminary that help us pick the top 15. Mm. And then, obviously, on the telecast, we have uh, some business people, but a lot of celebrities just to uh, um, really can understand what this person is about to launch into and understand the uh, what the uh, uh, what the to expect when they wear that crown? How they're going to handle this newfound fame? 
Why did Donald Trump enter the pageant business? I mean, does this business model make a lot of money? Well, I, on on the Trump scale of mm. making money, it's probably we're probably one of his smallest ventures, but right. I think it's near and dear to him. Why is and that? He, well, I uh, aside from beautiful women, uh, <laughs> um, he just I think he loves challenges, and as he is the first one to say, when he bought the company, it was a sick puppy, uh, and he really took it as a challenge and and. Uh, I think we expanded it. We, I think we, in those days we were, went to 100 countries, and mm-hmm. then he got it to 190, and he made it. He, t- he approached it as he approaches any business that he's involved in. So I think he really took it as a challenge, and he just wanted to succeed, which he did. Now, what are the particular formats in, in, in the Miss Universe uh, show? You obviously have um, the dress Oh, the uh, our evening gown? Yeah, yeah, you have the evening gown. Then what else is there? We have evening gowns, swimwear, and interview, and, the, and then the famous final question. And who sets the question? Um, there are a variety of us, and actually last year for the first time somebody sent the final question in through Facebook, so everybody answered the same question, which I know Nia got to experience that. Right. Well, Nia, um, once again, congratulations on being Miss USA. Thank you. Hello. Hello. Can you hear me? Yes, I can. Um, I read your bio, and I think one thing that really got me was when you were growing up, your parents divorced, am I right? Yes. And then you lived in a woman's shelter for some time. I did, with my mom and my brother. Now, what did that experience teach you? Um, For me, I think it was just a moment in my life where I could really look up to my mom as a great example because Mm -hmm. she you know, go, went from being a stay-at-home mom to having nothing, and we had to go to the shelter, so she was able to get on her own two feet. They helped her build a resume and get into the workforce, and then she was able to support us after that. So it was really, for me, a place to learn from my mom and to be a strong, independent woman, and you can do things on your own, and you don't necessarily need a man to support you. But did it give you great fear of poverty and, and, and that you would never want to end up in that scenario again? Does, is it a source of your ambition? Uh, certainly is, especially uh, with my life now. I definitely give back, and especially with women's shelters, I volunteer there. Mm-hmm. So it's been kind of an inspiration for me to be able to give back in that way. So I go to women's shelters and I share with them my stories of my life, and then I also teach them self-defense, and I teach the children stranger danger. I really love getting involved in that way. Right. Kaylee, you're 17. I am almost 18, though. Almost 18. You know, as you get older, you start going backwards. In your young days, you, when you say 17, you're 18. Then when oh. you're going to be like 40, you'll say, no, I'm 39. Oh, goodness. <laughs> now, you hold a 5.0 GPA. You're ranked number one in class. Um, don't you think the beauty pageant is just going at a different angle from where you could be going with, with your grades? Well, you know, I think that maybe it's something different than a lot of people might associate with mm. intelligence is what, and that's something that I really take pride in is having both aspects. I think that a woman's intelligence is what makes her beautiful. Right. And I think that really is what helped me succeed, not only in pageants, but, you know, in throughout the world, throughout all of my different goals. So I don't think that it's necessarily something that I shouldn't do just because I hold a high GPA and value my academic you know, my academic endeavors. But then how, I mean, you're busy studying, right? Unless all this comes naturally. I'm, su- I'm assuming you're a hard oh, no. worker. 
very hard. I pulled a lot of um, all-nighters last year. But my thing is, you know, if you want something, then you're going to find a way to make it happen. And I saw this as such a great opportunity that I wanted to make it happen, but I didn't want to let my other goals slip either. So well, how did you get hold of this, that there was a missed teen? You, even I didn't know there was one. How, where did you find out? Well, funny story. My mom actually competed when she was a teenager in South Carolina in the Miss South Carolina Teen USA pageant, uh-huh. and she won. And um, when I was a kid, they had, like, this big reunion, and I got to come and watch her and watch all the formers come and, like, have a little reunion. So I saw it then, and it kind of sparked my interest, and I forgot about it for a couple years. And then when I was in high school, I just saw my high school pageant was going to happen, and I decided to join because I thought it would be really fun. Paula, I wanted to ask you, um, did you ever get any backlash about doing the Miss Teen thing? Is that a little too young? Um, not, I really honestly don't get too much backlash mm. with it. I, I, you know, more if when I have the conversation with people asking about pageants in general, um, because for, we've had so many teens that have gone on uh, to successful careers. So, I mean, Vanessa Manillo, uh, I guess Vanessa Manillo Lachey now, and uh, a lot have gone on to uh, careers in acting and entertainment. So people really don't say too much about the teens. And if I can jump in there, Paula, Allie LaForce, who was just in the New York oh, Post. Oh, I know. And I actually, she just texted me, and she credits her success to being, uh, to being Miss Teen USA. I think she was one of our youngest. At 16, she won, and she four-page spread in the New York Post. She is now the uh, sideline reporter to watch as she's covering March Madness. She's, she's really amazing. And, and the discipline that she brought, uh, that she got out of Miss Teen, I think really carried well for her now in her career. How young can you be to enter Miss Teen? Um, it's uh, 14 to 18. 14 to 18? Mm-hmm. And what, what do they have to go through? Do they have the evening gown and the bikini and the question? Yes, the same thing. And I, I know you two uh, could probably speak to it better since you both have actually been through it. But, uh, yes, it's the, it's the same competition. Do you also then, in the, in the, on, on the same, going along the same path, you don't do anything like Miss Over the Hill? <laughs> no, no, I wish we did. That would I wish be, you uh, would. We could do that right after the uh, the Mr. Uh, Mr. USA and Mr. Teen pageant. I intend to take I that crown. Compete. Yes. Uh, yes. Yeah, so maybe I could. Maybe I can go for the over the hill pageant. Now, Neo, um, in your bio, it's claimed that you've broken the beauty queen stereotype. What's the stereotype? Um, I think the beauty queen stereotype is just a beautiful girl that doesn't really have anything to say. Mm-hmm. I've heard that from a lot of people when I'm doing interviews here and there. But I think, especially with me, I'm I'm a fourth-degree black belt in Taekwondo, and that's definitely not part of the stereotype at all. Um, so I think that with me, it's my Taekwondo, my life experiences living in a women's shelter. I have also been at one point in my life when I was younger, a few years back, in a very aggressive relationship and being able to have the strength to leave that. And that's also now part of my story when I speak about self-confidence and self-defense to young women. I bet he's feeling really sad right now, isn't he? I'm sure. <laughs> Paula, just a quick question. When, when these ladies win the title, what, what, what are the prizes they get? What's in it for them, apart from the fame? Well, uh, well apart from the fame, which is obviously... Um, 
part of it, and it's really a small part, but whoever wins, the biggest thing, um, I think the the first thing that's really major is they don't go home. They they're, Someone goes into their room while they're on stage, packs up all of their belongings, and, um, they, and uh, that night she spends the night in the presidential suite, and the next morning she moves to her new home in New York. So both uh, Miss USA and Miss Universe share an apartment here in New York City, and that's their base for the year where everything is paid for and everything is taken care of. And then Kaylee uh, uh, got a scholarship to New York Film Academy, so she's here uh, living in the dorms. Uh, and so life changes. That's a big thing. Your life is never going to be the same because you have this experience living in New York. And um, and I, know, I think you guys probably get sick of the fact that every day you have a schedule from us. But, um, <laughs> it's only a year and you know between the clothing allowance and everything else on uh on the outside but almost every day there's something uh with one of our our the charities or i think when you have a day off or if you don't have something scheduled it's volunteer work that all the stuff you wouldn't see uh because it, it really it's not nothing that really goes on air but it's just really a year of, of giving back and a lot of philanthropic work, but then everything is paid for during that year here in New York. But do they get a financial uh, prize or something? Yes, everybody's on salary. Mm-hmm. Salary, and, and because you're a full-time employee of the company. And so. I take a lot of pride in being able to say that my first job out of high school is working for a global company as a full-time employee and living in New York at 17. So one of the big things that I view as a prize, I guess you could say, is the experience of working and also of being able to see what goes on behind the scenes of a company that's driven by women, run for women. Mm. And it's actually allowed me to pursue my interest in marketing. I realized that I'm really interested in international business, and so I'm going to be studying that in the fall. So that I would never have that if I hadn't come here. So you have this whole one year of, of schedules where you, you go and, and you know, visit charities and, and, and give speeches and things like that. Paula, so that means do they come, do they have to leave school for that one year if they're 14, 15, or like um, Kaylee is 17? Well, for Kaylee, um, I, the first part of her reign, she was actually in South Carolina because she was just finishing up uh, high school. Mm. Um, most of our Miss Teens have just graduated or are just about to graduate. So, I mean, the one thing I will never do is tell somebody to stop their education. <laughs> I will. Uh, so it just happened to work out this year that Kaylee was able to uh, uh, graduate at, at semester. You have, you're, you have graduated, right? I have. Yeah, I graduated early, and then I'll be walking, though, like uh, honorary walking in the, excuse me, the diploma ceremony at the end, in graduation. So... I'm okay. done with high school, and then I'm studying here at the New York Film Academy. So I'm actually still in school and working a full-time position. But, uh, but if for a universe uh, or a USA, sometimes they'll put their uh, they'll they'll put their college on hold for the year, right? Uh, in order to because you it really would be too hard being full-time here. And what do you fill their day with? I mean, like, what's a typical start of the day, and then when does it end? Um, every day is different. Uh, uh, you guys, you you guys probably know better. You can speak to this much better than I can because I know you. I know how tough it is every day. Well, there, we have a whole staff of people that set up schedules, and every day uh, we try to give them notice. But you know, sometimes it's kind of like, okay, guess what? This is what's up today. Um, and I know that's tough, isn't it? <laughs> it is, but it's also kind of fun since it's just for one year. But mm-hmm. I love it, and our schedule is completely different. There will be days where 
I have appointments in the morning to meet with sponsors, and then in the evening I'm going to a red carpet gala. Or another day I'll be working or volunteering at a hospital with children, and then I have some different type of event in the evening. And then we also have office hours. So we come into the office and make sure that we have all of our paperwork done if we have anything to do here. So it's a wide variety, but it's a lot of fun, and I really enjoy it. I know a lot of women will be listening to the show, and and um, this probably goes out to you, Nia, because mm-hmm. Kaylee is still young when she benefits from her youth. But what's your beauty regime? How do you keep your glow glowing? Well, I'm really thankful that Miss, the Miss Universe organization has so many great sponsors. So we have a skincare sponsor, Image Skincare, mm. and I have learned from them and just from my grandmother as well, who really takes care of herself, to just always wash your face every morning, every night, and always use moisturizer and sunblock. So that's my number one go-to skincare advice, at least. So you sleep with all this stuff on your face? Lotion. I don't sleep with makeup on my face. I take no, 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 with all the moisture. Yeah, like my wife does as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Got to take care of your skin. The number one rule, always make sure you have clean skin. <laughs> and, and Paula, do they have to maintain a certain weight during this year? Well, you know, I, um, obviously, and, and there have been issues sometimes, but the, the biggest thing that we promote is um, a healthy lifestyle, mm-hmm. and that's one of the things that... Um, that is very, very important, and, add, and that even plays into the being confident, because if you're confident and you, you learn a, a, how to eat properly and learn how to exercise, um, it's really not something that we, it's not written that, oh, you have to uh, have a certain weight. It's just something that we expect that you're going to obviously maintain a healthy lifestyle throughout the year, or throughout the rest of your life. I hope you guys will continue with what, what you are very good about doing right now. And if we, if I might say, if we don't, you know, eat healthy and and work out and keep, you know, take care of our bodies, then we wouldn't have the energy to be keeping up with the schedule, you know. So you just want to have the energy and feel like ready to go, ready to do anything. Hmm. Kaylee, just wanted to ask you. You're obviously young and, and this all must be a glamorous world, but what do you think is the worst part of your success? Well... I don't necessarily think there's any terrible things about my situation right now, but I would say sometimes it is hard. Um, Being in the public eye, I've had, you know, everyone has like those comments on Instagram or the things on Facebook and social media and the comments from people that you meet sometimes that maybe don't get it and don't, you know, necessarily see what we're trying to do as an organization. And so they may say something negative about, oh, why are you doing pageants? Why like, how can you be doing this? It's 2015. We need to keep moving forward. So I actually like that, though, because it gets us to start a conversation about how pageants get to empower young women today and, and how I'm learning from the whole experience. So how do you handle that criticism? Well, I, I like to talk a lot about how, you know, our organization not only promotes a sense of physical beauty, but we talk about beauty in, in a different light. And for me, I actually started a campaign called Live Beautifully about two years ago Mm. where I promote a sense of um, value and worth based on character instead of appearance. And that's kind of what I went through in middle school, struggling with self-esteem like every other girl does. And so I actually get to talk a lot about that throughout my year and talk about embracing yourself, others, and your community. That's like kind of my three points. And I just I try and live my life in a way that proves them wrong and that supports the ideals and my personal beliefs. 
But, you know, there'll be days, like if I go on a diet, then I'll, I'll, I'll slip in every third hour a piece of ice cream because I know I dieted for the last two. Um, but, but there must be days when you sort of feel a little overwhelmed. And, and no matter whatever you preach, it's very hard to practice. Absolutely. And, I mean, it happens for everyone, whether you're Miss Teen USA or a student in college just trying to make it through exams. Right. Um, so whenever I have those kinds of days, I'll call my mom, I'll talk to a friend, and I also turn to my faith. I'm really strong in my faith, and I think that's really what helps me get through any struggle. So, so faith and family. Faith and family, absolutely. Wow. I feel like you're on a beauty pageant question time. That was beautifully answered. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I'm well trained. <laughs> Very well trained, Paula, mother hen. Uh, I'm so proud. Uh, Nia, what about you? How do you handle the worst part of your success? Or what is the worst part of your success? I actually agree with Kaylee when it comes to the, the critiques that come from social media sometimes. Mm. And I think it can be really rough, especially if you're not prepared for it mentally. So it's something for me as well. I'm very strong in my faith, and I can turn to my faith just to have more of a positive outlook. Mm -hmm. But besides the social media, I think for me one of the big surprises was how busy you actually are as Miss USA. From an outside, outside point of view, you see just the big events. You see a red carpet gala or maybe once or twice when Miss USA is volunteering. But it is a full-time job where you're working five days a week and sometimes more, and you're on call 24-7. I've gotten a call before. It says, all right, in 45 minutes, be ready. We're going to Trump Towers, and we're doing the ALS Ice Bucket Challenge. And I thought I had the afternoon off. So for me, it's just I've had to learn to adapt mm -hmm. and be prepared for anything and just go with the flow. So I think it's actually helped me personally grow and just being more adaptable to any type of situation. That's and an that really was that was amazing because Nia actually did get the call to go to Trump Tower and dump the ice bucket on Mr. Trump. So <laughs> many people probably oh, I would have loved to do that. <laughs> um, Nia, what yes. do you think you had that the other contestants lacked that got you the crown? Well, it certainly is a pageant where every single person is beautiful, obviously, mm. inside and out, and they're, everybody is well-spoken and educated. But I think for me, the thing that made me maybe stand out or at least feel more confident on stage is I was just having fun. I was enjoying every single moment up on stage, and I think that's what made me stand out. I even had the judges tell me, a few of them tell me after the pageant, you, were, you weren't in your mind like so focused on the pageant. You were just enjoying it and being yourself. And we could really see that. They could see the authenticity of me just fully enjoying the experience. And that was the same for Miss Universe. I got first runner-up out of 88 contestants. And I don't regret a moment because I loved every single second on stage. But do you find when you're in, in behind stage with all the other contestants, um, there's a variety of emotions going around? There are some who worry. There are some who are negative. There are some who are just sort of very excited and some who just don't know what they're doing. Absolutely. Uh, I think that's kind of how it is when you're going to have so many girls in one place. Mm. Everybody's going to be on a different level. Um, there are girls backstage, myself included, that are praying. I like to say a little prayer before you go out. Some girls that are dancing and jumping around because that's how they prepare themselves to get ready to go on stage. And, yeah, it's absolutely different for every single girl how they handle it. But I think, you know, we all do we all did a pretty good job and we had fun. 
And you're all prepared by that point. I think the biggest thing, whether you're in a pageant or uh, or life, if you're going in on a big job interview or anything, I think one of the best things that come out of this is it teaches you how to handle your nerves. Mm-hmm. And I think everybody uh, has a different process, but they all come in it with a degree of confidence. And I always tell everybody, uh, you know, it's, I do think it's destiny. I, it, because a different set of judges, a different night, it could have been somebody else that would win. Mm-hmm. And it happens to be for Nia was just, it, it was that moment where you knew she was going to win. Kaylee, you knew, and, and you both had great top fives, and, and any mm-hmm. of you would have been great, but it was just that moment. It was it was Nia's time or Kaylee's time, and um, they just enjoyed the process. But, but the, those, those skills you'll take with you in everything you do. And Kaylee, what about you? What do you think gave you that edge that night or at that moment that gave you the crown? Well, I think I thought a lot about what would have happened, you know, after the pageant if I had won the crown. And I just, I knew about the different opportunities and the the year of experiences. So that really motivated me. Mm. But like Nia said, I just kind of let go that that night. I just enjoyed every single second. And I tried to kind of, you know, take all these mental snapshots so I could just file them away and have them forever because it's a a once-in-a-lifetime experience. So I was just trying to enjoy all of it. But, um... When the top five was called, honestly, I was like, you know, I could be anywhere from fourth runner-up to win, so I'm just going to enjoy and just going to talk and have a great conversation and just, you know, live and, and have a good time. Now, Paula, you've seen these girls. You're probably there backstage with them, with Actually, all the contestants. I'm, I'm in the uh, audience at that point. I'm the most nervous person in the audience. Why? Well, because I'm, I'm going to live with the person for the next year and I've, I have a chance obviously over the three weeks we're on location I get a chance to know the contestants but um, basically the face of our company is about to be selected and I have no say in it and I'm nervous because I'm saying goodbye to somebody who's about to give up a crown that I've gotten to know over the year and then and here's a new person that's all of a sudden the face of the company so mm-hmm. I'm I'm a nervous wreck the entire time my, my husband actually said it's pretty funny to watch <laughs> But during the um, during the three weeks while they're all on location, I mean, do you sort of monitor the girls to make sure they're not going into any sort of obsessive behavior of maybe trying to lose extra weight or trying to sort of fit into the extra dress, you know? Uh, yes, we do. I mean, obviously, uh, we have um, our chaperones that are our supervisors that are there with the contestants. And mm. the one thing everybody always thinks, oh, people are going to be starving themselves. I can say, mm. <laughs> and I know you guys would agree with me, uh, we, we always have these unbelievable setups of food everywhere we go and people have parties and galas or their fundraisers and I have never seen anybody not eat. (laughs) I can agree with that. We had Miss USA in Baton Rouge and Mm. the food was so good, so decadent and all of us contestants were enjoying every single thing that they served us. Uh, Speaking of food, at the Atlantis Resort in the Bahamas, we had someone ordered a huge piece of like chocolate cake, and our table split it, and it was probably one of my favorite memories. They didn't rush to the bathroom afterwards, did they? No, absolutely not. These (laughs) girls practice healthy lifestyles that are consistent so that they can maintain them throughout anything, and a piece of cake every once in a while isn't going to hurt you. And I noticed with the Miss USA contestants this year, especially looking at the bodies, I feel like everybody had a really healthy body type, Mm -hmm. and all of us girls were eating healthy and working out, and I feel like maybe in the past, through pageants and even models, there's been that trend of not healthy way to maintain your body. I know, but because but when I see you girls and I see the models, mm-hmm. you girls look overweight. But in a good way, you look, look very healthy. 
I was going to say healthy, I think, is a good way mm-hmm. to describe it because a lot a lot of the pageant mm. culture nowadays is about eating healthy and working out. So it's not And you can see it skinny. in the body, right? Exactly. It's not getting skinny, it's getting fit. Right. And even if you do have a lean body type, it's still about maintaining muscles and, you know, just being strong. Yeah, I would definitely say strong. And that actually, I think I um, we talked earlier, we were at a... a um, fashion show during Fashion Week recently, and there happened to be some pageant contestants in it in addition to the models, and somebody said to me, oh, well, no, I can, she's a pageant girl. You can tell the pageant girls because they're very healthy, and um, which I thought was the greatest compliment to, to hear that as opposed to in a fashion industry where people are, are encouraged, uh, I think, in the modeling world to mm. be as thin as possible. We're not about that at all. We had a Miss USA that uh, who was unbelievably healthy. I mean, she was an all-American basketball player and volleyball player. She was a size eight and ten. You know, usually, typically a size ten. She's stunning, beautiful, and it was a great message. Well, Nia, do you find that you have to prove yourself more now? Uh, now that you've won, because people only think you have sort of more beauty than brains. Um, not at all. I feel like actually winning is just another level of confidence. Mm. And when I go into a room, I feel now having had this last eight months of experience as Miss USA, I feel more confident walking into a room. If I have to give a speech last night, I was at um, an event and I got called up to the front, had no idea, and they wanted me to give a short speech. So I feel like now I feel more confident in who I am even than before I won Miss USA. And mm-hmm definitely don't feel like it's something where I have to prove myself even more. And what about you, Kaylee? Because obviously a lot of your friends are teenagers. So do you find that they're a little apprehensive of your success? Uh, well, I think maybe a bit mm. because, um, because you know, teenagers are still trying to like figure out about different things that they believe in, in in the world. So I think that maybe I do feel like I have to prove myself, but it's a good thing because I like to start conversations. I like to challenge what people think of as the normal pageant girl or what the normal standard of beauty is. So I think it's a positive thing. Okay, well, we got a lot of tweets and and, and comments on social media when you told everyone that you were coming on the show. So I want to ask um, from some, I'm going to pick a few of these um, comments. Um, Haley Shering on Twitter said, I want to do pageants, but I feel like I might be in over my head. Any advice? Mother Hen Paula. <laughs> my, my advice for competing in the pageants or anything is just do it. The, I, I, I tell everybody be fearless. Mm. and just uh, it, it's, um, I've never met anybody that had a bad experience, so just do it. So what do they do? Do they go on your website? Do they, is there an application form? Or? Well, yes, they can. The first thing you would do is um, um, compete on your state level. So um, we have a link on our website at the Miss USA or MissUniverse.com site or Miss Teen USA, and then uh, and that will link to our state. Or you can even just look for your uh, the state uh, site as well. And then just go, and you'll meet our state directors. And it's really about. I, I think you guys make a lot of friends, and it's just a fun experience, whether you end up winning or not. You just. Uh, it's all about personal growth. So they can just go to our, our website probably is the best. Are the dynamics of how you judge, Paula, uh, or, or how the judges judge, is that is that evolving over time as well? Well, I think 
since um, um, I've always been pretty consistent for since I've been here with the judges about what we're looking for. And again, it always comes down to that it factor. It comes back to somebody who's confident mm. um, and really. And I do tell the judges, this is the person that's the face of our brand. And uh, so. Oh, so they get the hint that they should choose that. Well, yes, I just because it's somebody that's going to be representing us. It's going to be um, helping raise money for different causes, and and it's somebody that uh, um, that can handle that. You know, it's not about that one that one minute on stage where you're crowned is such a small part of it. It's somebody they have to really find the person that can handle the year. So a good way to sort of, I guess, for the for the ladies who are participating, for them is. How can I relate to the brand? How can I relate to the sponsors? That's a, it's, which is basically how do I learn to be comfortable in my own skin? Right. How do I, and it all comes down, I, I know I'm like a broken record around here about confidence. It's just, uh, it, it really is knowing who you are and, and being able to, to be that person. And not, it's, you know, you, you can only fool people with, with the, the Abraham Lincoln quote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you, you can't do it, everyone, at all the time. So um, so it really is, that's the number one thing. Are they comfortable? Is this somebody that you would say, yes, I want to talk to them? Kaylee, yeah. one of the questions was, what subjects should I study up on to prepare for the interview? I think life in general, to be able to confidently walk in a room and essentially sell yourself as the face of a brand, you have to really know who you are. So I spent a lot of self-reflection about, you know, what are my goals in life? What what do I think is important to me, as, you know, as an individual? What causes are important for society to look out nowadays? And I also, I studied a lot of my SAT words, actually, before I came into the interview room, because I think a wide vocabulary helps you really get your point across, no matter what you're trying to say. And so that's another thing to study. What about like um, current events? You need to be aware of that just oh, in case they ask absolutely, you that. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think, I mean, just in general, people need to be aware of what's going on in the world. Mm-hmm. So it's great to study that and also pop culture because essentially you're entering into pop culture as Miss Teen USA and you need to be knowing, you need to know what's going on around you so you can relate to it best. So Nia, if that question was directed to you, what subjects should I study up on to prepare for the interview? What would you say? Girls actually ask me that question quite often. I always tell girls to be up to date on current events. It's very important. And then know how you feel on a wide range of topics. So you know how you feel on politics in general. Know how you feel on social issues. Know how you feel on um, celebrity issues. There's just so many different things, and you just have to know yourself so that no matter what question is thrown at you, you can answer it confidently because you know who you are, your values, and and what you believe. Paulo, you know when these questions are given to the um, uh, the contestants, um, are they purposely made controversial? They're not. They're they're usually typically things that are in the in the media at that time. I mean, I like I if you are, would they would they would they be asked what they think of gay marriage? Would they ever be asked that? Well, it was several years ago that same-sex marriage uh, question was asked in 2009, and it was right after Proposition 8 had passed in California. So that was a um, it was a, a one of the topics that was that was presented. Um, but and I know for Nia last year, your question actually was 
really right as this was coming out, talking about um, assault on campus, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. which was obviously plays to your peer group, and it's something everybody needs to be aware of and people need to talk about. So um, we try to stay um, current, but I think um, whether you're preparing for the final question, I think it, it sort of prepares you for life because the biggest thing I want anybody that competes, I want all young people to be aware of what's going on around them, and it's a lot harder now because it's so easy to just uh, just participate in social media and not really care about what's going on in the world. Well, it is a lot harder. I mean, you know, what you talked about, Assault Campus, of, of course, pretty much unanimously everyone's going to be against that. But when it comes to something like gay marriage, uh, it's really an opinion. So are you looking at does the opinion match the judge's opinion or how they substantiate their opinion? It's it's a how you substantiate. And and we didn't actually ask the question, are you for gay marriage? That no. wasn't it was more states are starting to put it on the ballot. Should it is should they be on the ballot? Um, but Nia, you actually, strangely enough, your question last year, Nia, didn't you get some backlash for your answer at one point? Which I, I was really did. surprised. Yes, I did. I got a lot of backlash for my answer. Um, the an- the question was kind of a multi-part question. It said that campuses were essentially sweeping rape under the rug. Why do you think they are doing that, and what can we do mm-hmm. to change the issue? And my answer, because of what I know, and I've been trained at Taekwondo and self-defense in my life, I answered briefly on that, that I think it would be a great thing to give women the tools of self-defense to be able to protect themselves in case of a bad circumstance. And um, there was a bit of backlash for that. I feel like you can only do as good as you can in 30 seconds on stage not knowing what's being thrown at you. And, um, I mean, there's so much more that can be talked about that subject. But, yeah, that was my general answer for that. um, Paula, do you train them how to smile? Because they're always smiling. (laughs) Don't, Don't your cheeks hurt? You know what? But honestly, that's uh, I no, I don't. I think it just comes naturally. But the one thing I do tell the judges is I want somebody with a natural smile. I don't want somebody where that could be just that it's just a phony smile. You and know? you can tell the difference. Yeah, well, I think anybody can. Right. You know, I think sometimes it, there's something that comes up out of nerves, and you know, all sorts of things could go be going on behind you, and. Mm. and You've got the smile, and it's just not genuine. I, my biggest thing I tell the judges, and they say it really helps, is that you connect. Look at someone's eyes and see what's behind that. Is that a, is it, my mom always said the eyes are the windows to the soul, and you really can tell who's behind that. Yeah, that was like in my first quote of Audrey Hepburn. That's, she said something similar to that. Yes, exactly. Um, one of the questions from, uh, I think, Twitter was, what good qualities does one need to have to succeed in pageants. Paula, what, what, what would you say? Well, I feel like I'm starting to sound like a broken record now. But confidence? Um, confidence. Confidence, confidence. That's how you succeed. You in see, life. there's a fine line between confidence and arrogance. There is, but confidence is really, um, I, and I have everybody reading the confidence code right now, because it really, no, acknowledging the differences between men and women, and women are different and predisposed to, they handle things differently. Um, and I just, I think confidence, you really need to, to build that and be comfortable in who you are. And arrogance certainly can come down the road. I don't, I've really never met anybody that was arrogant that's come through the pageant. Very, very quickly, uh, because we're coming to the end of the show. Um, Kaylee, last question. What do you do when you don't understand a question asked to you in a pageant? Well, 
I think the first thing you can always ask to have it repeated again. The okay. worst they can say is no. Um, but if you don't understand a question, you can you can admit that it's okay to say that you don't understand, but that you you know spin it and be able to talk about something that you really want to get across to the mm. judges that maybe relates to the topic. Um, I would rather admit that I don't know something than try and speak about something that I have no idea about and make myself, you know, feel like a fool. Great, so. thank you. I'm going to give that to uh, Nia very quickly, 15 seconds. What would you do when you don't understand a question asked you in a pageant? I feel like you can always ask the judges to say it in a different way. And same as Kaylee said, if you don't understand, then you can answer to what you do know. So something related to the subject that you feel confident on. Paula, Nia, Kaylee, thank you so much. Thank you so thank much. You. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening. Your comments on your follow are so very welcome on my Twitter account at Vip Jazzwall and my Facebook page at the Vip Jazzwall Report. A special shout-out of thanks to my wonderful team, William Sanchez and Rick Buser. I'll be back next Sunday at 6 p.m. Eastern. I wish you a wonderful evening tonight with your family and loved ones. And don't forget to fall in love all over again every time you pass a mirror.